This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hey, everybody, this is Chase from Barrel Age Flicks. Go ahead and check out our Patreon for raw, uncut footage and early access to all of our episodes. The link is in the description, and it's only $5 a month. Thanks for listening. You know, I'm sorry, I just get so angry all the time. Oh, always, always angry. Well, we're the same, you and I. Just a couple of hot-headed fools. Yeah, same. Hulk like fire, door like water. Kind of both like fire. Hulk like real fire. Not like raging fire. Door like smoldering fire. <laughs> whoa, hey, hey, whoa, whoa, buddy. whoa, whoa! What do you think? Maximum occupancy has been reached. Take the steps. Yes. Yeah. Stop! Stop! <laughs> Now you see, I don't get a suit of armor. I'm exposed. Like a nerve. It's a nightmare. Puny God. Thanks, but the last time I was in New York, I kind of broke Harlem. All right, thank you guys so much for joining us for this small batch episode. This episode's going to feature myself, Lenny, yeah man, we also have Ron, and Stu. Uh, today we're going to be discussing, if you haven't guessed yet, is going to be about the Hulk, specifically the Hulk in terms of certain parts of the comic book genre and also how it relates in our opinions of the different movie Hulks. Before we get into that, as always, with uh, Barrel Age Flicks, we have a drink that we feature. So this particular drink, you guessed it, is called The Incredible Hulk. And I went ahead and looked it up. You guys can go online and look this stuff up. There is several recipes. There is uh, handfuls of them. Um, so long as the drink comes out like a green color, um, you can call it The Incredible Hulk and it's a drink. So, But this particular drink is a recipe that I've actually seen consistently come up for years as uh, deemed the Incredible Hulk drink, and it is, um, it's Hennessy and Hypnotic uh, mixed together. So when you guys make this drink, in most recipes that you see, it's going to call for one part of both. But if you do that, the drink's going to come out kind of like a, it almost looks like pond water. <laughs> so if you really want that green color. It doesn't color, really look that appealing. I'm, I'm really curious. I, yeah, I know. So <laughs> even uh, so this kind of green, it almost has like a toxic green to it. Yeah. So uh, what I did in order to make sure, and this was the advice I got from one of the, one of the websites I looked at, um, the, to get it more of a green color, you do two parts hypnotic, one part Hennessy. And it doesn't necessarily have to be Hennessy. It just has to be a cognac of some kind. So um that's what we have in front of us a we have a shot's worth of this and uh let's go ahead and down the hatch guys cheers guys all right roast and yeah <laughs> wow that i actually like that yeah why, why don't you tell me about it I, I don't know it's just got it's got a little bit of it's not that too sweet it's actually a little bitter yeah and i don't mind it i it's actually really good I, i'm kind of surprised i i would not mind having more shots of that so it's not too sweet. Yeah, it's, it's more got, bittery. 
it's got a strong kind of it, it's it, you know it's the Hulk, so it's got a good strong punch at the beginning, but it yeah. has like a smooth sort of aftertaste of of you, you taste more of the sweet at the end. Right. What do you think, Stu? I'm not a fan. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's and that's because I just really don't like Hanotic <laughs> at all. <laughs> at all. And I ain't a big fan of cognac either. So, yeah, we're taking two things that I really don't enjoy, put them together, and here you go. So two thumbs down for you, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I can drink it. It's just, I... It's not, yeah, it's nope. not, your, it's not a go-to for you. Absolutely I'm going to say this, Vlad. I'll get two thumbs up. I, I, I actually like it. I can, nice. I can have two many thumbs shots down of that. For me. How about you? So I would, I would give it. Um, I'd probably give it a thumb, thumbs up and a thumbs down. It's sort of a, it's a half a, and half. Yeah. yeah. So it's definitely not Jaeger. Like Jaeger's kind of my thing. I, I like, I like shooting Jaeger, but um, it's not terrible either. It's like I said, it's very strong. Like that's not something that you want to like drink a whole bunch of because I could see why it's called the Incredible Hulk because it kind of kicks your ass after a while. Yeah. Um, but it's you know it's it's enjoyable enough that I wouldn't. It's not bad enough to be a punishment shot. Let's put it that way. It tastes. It tastes the bitterness and the and enough. the and the sour. That's what I like. And I like sour things. Yeah, and that's what. It, that's why I like it. So I, I actually enjoy that one. Nice, good choice. No, thank you. So, uh, so yeah. So today we are going to talk about the Incredible Hulk. Um, I know that from what I've seen on YouTube and from research that I've looked at, most people, uh, majority of people, focus on either you you have your classic Hulk that. Um, you know, where he's he's Bruce Banner, and then he turns into the Hulk, and then he comes back, and it's like this cursed life that he has. Like a Jekyll and Hyde type of thing. Right. And then you have, it's either that Which or... Which was one of Stan Lee's inspirations. Yeah. I yeah. kind of figured that. Yeah, yeah. Frankenstein and Jekyll and Hyde is where he said the ideas came up for. Right. Nice. And the, uh, oh, it's either that or like the... The whole um, Planet Hulk, where he gets exiled and and he gets sent, I gets tricked basically, gets sent to this other planet, and then um, eventually, eventually finds his way back to Earth to kind of wreak havoc and revenge on on all the superheroes that fucked him over essentially. Um, but the 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 comic book Hulk that I wanted to kind of focus on a little bit more is the comic book Hulk that I grew up with, and that was the Intelligent Hulk. Now, that particular Hulk comes about um, in issue 377. There is a, it's a special edition um, comic where uh, essentially he is being psychoanalyzed and hypnotized by two different individuals that are trying to, they're trying to help him. Yeah. They're trying to find a way to help him. And it's really cool because in that one particular comic, you really get how fucked his his childhood was yes you don't really think about it very much but his childhood and like that that because people think to themselves how can this this creature this thing have such a river of anger and rage and and torment in him enough to fuel this thing that happens it's quite simple his father was an abusive piece of shit and used to beat him relentlessly and treat him like he was he was scum and one day his mother is she's had enough and she's she's beaten too she's had enough so she tries to escape with with bruce and bruce is like maybe like i don't know i think at this point he was eight nine years old he wasn't very he was still a little boy Mm -hmm. and they're in the driveway and they're about to leave and the dad shows up and catches them mid trying to leave and he's like oh you think you're gonna fucking leave you know and he he attacks the mom right in front of bruce and kills her right in front of him yeah and it was in that moment that Bruce, he shut down emotionally. He stopped. Um, he told himself that, you know, th- 
this is like a, a result of having emotions and emotions are bad. So I'm just not going to feel anything, which is why he grows up to be this brilliant scientist because all he focused his, his every, all his efforts into was science and research and studying in school, no fun, no girlfriends, no nothing. And, uh, so earlier, um, than the 377, um, comic there was the gray hulk which i i don't i haven't read a lot on those comics but joe I know. fix it yeah joe fix it so joe fix it is sort of like that alter ego um that that persona where he does he does hulk out he becomes the hulk but his he's not so much he's not as powerful or as strong as foreboding as a green hulk but he's still obviously a formidable opponent okay so just to do more of a deep dive nerdy shit sure um that's what we're here for okay so exactly Banner, Bruce Banner, he actually has uh, multiple personality disorder or disassociated personality right, with yeah. DPD, whatever yeah. can I, can I, the current can I, name is. Can I interrupt him one thing? I just, I, I know, I don't know if it has to do anything with it, but you know Bruce Banner. His mm-hmm. name's Bruce Banner, and you know the Batman character Bruce Wayne. Was that just coincidence, or did they? It was coincidence. Stan Lee liked to name his characters. Because it's two split personalities when you think about no, it. No, he, he liked to name his characters. The, that start uh, well, uh, what are the alliteratives uh, things that start with the same letter? Okay, because Stanley just found it easier to remember uh, the characters, uh, how many he had. Um, so he just named a lot of his characters, you know, Peter Parker, Bruce Banner, uh, and so forth. Just uh, same similar sounding. Yo, I did not even realize yeah. that. Yeah. Made wow. it easy for him. And there, <laughs> and there's actually a few of the early issues where they screwed up. And even though he used that alliteratives to try to remember, he was referred to as Bob Banner. In the actual issues, doesn't work at all. It does. They end up kind of not reconning it. Technically, Bruce Banner's full name, according to comics now, is Uh Robert Bruce Banner. Yes, it gave him the reason of why they called him Bob. That's why I'm glad I'm asked because, like I said, I did not know that. I I was always curious about that because I know that DC and Marvel were kind of like competition, and I've seen some names used, same names, and Uh, not, not in this case. In this case, it was just something easy for. Uh, Stanley to remember. Okay, cool. that's all it was. Um, but so excellent shot, by the way. Bruce Banner <laughs> has uh, split personalities, um, like a lot of. I'm going to say a lot, but a, a, a sizable portion of anybody who's gone through major childhood trauma. Yeah, um, a common coping mechanism besides shutting down would be developing personalities to help deal with different stressful situations. Right. So they had the what we think of the dumb Hulk, you know, that stuff like that as basically his. Super childlike. Um, when he first started, the, uh, saw the abuse, is that's where his intelligence level was, right? And it just stopped right there. That's the, what we think of the classic Hulk, the, the dumb Hulk, right? Um, you have Joe Fix, a Gray Hulk, and that was more of the rebellious, angsty teen that he never got to be. Exactly. Um, you know, kind of conniving a little, you know, pushing the boundaries, wanting to do mess around with a little dark stuff. Um, he never allowed himself to be that, so he created this personality of Joe Fixit in order to explore that. Um, you have uh, Savage Hulk, who is childlike but super brutal, super strong, doesn't really understand the way the world works. And that was around where he was seven or eight, you know, uh, mentality wise. Um, then you have uh, uh, Devil Hulk. Which is basically an inf- a representation of his father, Devil uh, Hulk. I've never heard of that. Yeah, is, is it's it Red a, Hulk. Yeah, no, it, he's not. No, there is a Red Hulk, but that's not Bruce Banner. Huh. Um, 
No. Devil Hulk is. I'm completely dumb yeah. when it comes to Hulk. Just letting you guys know. That's fine. He'll Lenny and uh, Stu are the Hulk guys. Yeah, Rep- yeah. Almost like reptilian type features. Yeah. Bright red eyes. Um, it's basically his father's influence is manifested inside of him. Right. Um, and so the, you know, evil basically. Um, you have the immortal Hulk, which is the current storyline story where basically Hulk realizes everything that he goes through, everything that he, he dies, comes back, dies, comes back. It's this immortal Hulk has gone through this and it's the reason why he keeps coming back. He's it, the Hulk is unkillable. Right. Um, and then they go to other storylines currently where the, the Hulk presence has been around from, you know, throughout the multiverse and been, Create as the multiverse gets created and destroyed, created and destroyed. In the lowest level of hell, there's this weird force called the One Below that controls the 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 mutating verding the mutating version of the gamma radiation, right, right. and wants to just see the end of all life. Oh wow! And so it influences that's going on, and that's a current storyline uh, that's going on right now, and it's just interesting to see that every Hulk is its own personality. And the reason for that is because Bruce's mind is fractured and they'll have many times where they'll go into his mind and you see these different Hulks sitting around right. talking about how they should handle a situation because none of them have true control. Bruce doesn't have true control. None of the Hulks have true control. It's a consensus of the, the group figuring out what we're going to do. And I really applaud that. There's a deep dive into that character, something that started out so simple as just a copycat of the thing from Fantastic Four, which is what it started out as because that was the thing was the most popular character at the time. Like, right. Yeah, because isn't the thing almost kind of sort of relatable to the Hulk in a way? Sort of, as far as the fact that it's it's an imperfect uh, creature. It's an imperfect uh, hero of the story, like uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame, yeah. um, which is where the thing uh, was given credit to. And... Stanley saw that and saying, you know what, people don't necessarily always want to root for uh, the perfect guy, the perfect Superman type person. Yeah. They want to root for a flawed, a flawed hero. Right. And that's kind of like, yeah. not to go too, too off track, but that's sort of like what Venom is. He's almost Absolutely. Venom and Deadpool. They're like, they have their own sense of morals, even though they're really violent and kind of fucked up how they take care of the problem. But a lot of people identify with that. Yeah. But anyways, that's another show. So mm-hmm. I was going to jump in and say that, yeah, so these, he basically gets hypnotized, and um, the I, I can't remember the guy's name at the top of my head, um, but he is trying to walk Bruce through this pain. And it goes back to, like, there's Bruce Banner, and then there's the, the Gray Hulk, and then there's the Hulk, the Green Hulk, and they're all, like, sitting in a room talking. It's really kind of funny. I've actually seen I, – I, uh, I had a Marvel um, Universe book, yeah. and I remember it showed like a little scene where it's got like three Hulks sitting like with their you know, like legs a, crossed. Right, yeah, just sitting there talking. All around so, the circle. I've seen that yeah. before. So that, that's, that's an issue 377. I can show it to you. Um, it, it's very interesting because it really um, – it dives deep into how the three of them work together to function in life. And this – every time um, they start to – to dive deep into his childhood because he doesn't fully understand why he has all the torment and pain that he has because he's he works so hard to repress everything that happened. This huge, almost xenomorph-looking monster comes out, and um, it's like, I don't know, like 15 feet tall, 
and um, Bruce turns to like the Green Hulk. He goes, you know, do something, help me. And the Green Hulk's like, you know, I'll smash the monster. And he goes after it, and it just grabs him and breaks his back, kills him. Damn. And then the Gray Hulk, he's like, you know, I'll, you know, I, I don't, I'm going to go after this guy, and it just takes care of him, no problem. And then it grabs Bruce, and it's like there's nothing that can stop this monster. And at the end of the comic, because the monster keeps popping up, keeps popping up, and then Bruce will kind of come out of it right when it's about to kill him. And then they'll put him back under, and then they'll keep diving deeper, deeper, trying to fix this problem. And then they finally, at the end of the, of the issue, is so fucking cool. It, go, it goes to that scene where it's his mother and him, and they're trying to escape, and the dad shows up. But instead of the dad showing up, it's that monster. That monster is the father. And it goes after them and everything else, and then he finally realizes what the monster is. It's his dad, and he has some sort of revel, like revelation within that moment. And then all of a sudden, Bruce Banner like comes out of his hypnosis and starts hulking out, and they're like, "Oh shit!" You know. But then he, his wife is like in the waiting room. Betty, she's waiting like for hours, and she's like, "I'm tired of waiting. This is I'm impatient. What the hell's going on with my husband?" She goes to knock on the door, and the door opens, and it's it's her husband, but he's the Hulk, and he's like, "So Betty is married to yeah this man in, in for the, a while." Yeah, they're married. So. Wow, so that's different from the movies. And he says, hey, honey, I'm home. And she's like, oh, my God, like, what the, what the, what the fuck is this? So then, then it progresses from there where he goes, like, they go to a, they, they go to a bar. It's so cool. So they go to a bar, and he's just, he's the Hulk. He's fucking huge. He's, like, eight feet tall. He's all huge. But he's, but he's like, all the, mm-hmm. the brilliance of Bruce Banner, but also the wit and the personality and the I'm taking shit from nobody of of the gray hulk is there too and in my opinion i think one of the reasons why this hulk didn't last very long is because in my opinion he was fucking perfect he was he was tactile up here he was incredibly smart he was good at fighting he knew he was he was very much like um kind of like captain america was this the doc green version of hulk uh commonly referred yeah to? yeah okay the reason doc green uh ended up he came about during the extremist uh storyline in the marvel um, which they touched on in uh, some of the Iron Man movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a much bigger deal than yeah. the Iron Man movies made it seem. Um, and he was able to re-engineer the extremist virus to allow him to, to maintain his intelligence. But he was starting, he gave that up because there's a, uh, a parallel future world um, where Hulk becomes a character called the Maestro. Um, and he... He, he has that super intelligence and that power, but he also eventually becomes and comes to the absolute power corrupts absolutely uh, yeah. mentality. And he ends up killing all the heroes, uh, taking over everything, becoming an ultimate big bad. So Doc Green sees the potential in himself to eventually go to that, become that maestro type character and decides instead of trying to save himself, he would let himself fade away as the extremist goes away. Um, in order to prevent him becoming a bad guy, because he knew oh, that okay. having that intelligence and that power to do something at the same time is it, it's that cup that you cannot avoid by drinking. Uh, that, yeah, no, it's kind of like with the uh, uh, going super nerdy now, but in uh, Lord of the Rings with the ring, mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter how pure of heart you are, even Frodo, like it will fucking corrupt you if you keep exposing yourself to it exactly. longer. So with this, with this, he he goes into this bar, and uh, these guys. First of all, they walk into the bar, and they're like, 
Bruce, where are we going to sit? Like you can't fit between the table and the – it's like a booth uh, with a table that's in the middle of it. And he goes, oh, yeah, no problem. He grabs the table and just moves it. And (laughs) the the waitress is like, that was bolted to the floor. And he's like, that's fine. I put it on his tab. He'll fix it. You know. (laughs) And like so they move this table and they're sitting at this bar talking. And he's got a beer in his hand. He's drinking a beer. And the guy, um, I want to say his name was um, uh, Leon or Leonard. The, he's got he's got green hair. I don't know a lot about the background right now. Nerds listening to this are like, "You're dumb. You don't know stuff." But the guy, so the guy that psychoanalyzed him is is now talking to him. He's like, "Hey, man, like, you know, I think you need to take it easy. Like, you just came out of this crazy situation. We don't know what the ramifications are of what just happened." And he's like, relax. He's like, we're celebrating. It's fine. He's like, I'm a new me. I feel great. You know, I don't. I, I've I've dealt with my pain, and and look at me. He's like, I'm 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 this way all the time. But I'm not that big dumb brute like before. This is great. And he's like, well, yeah, but Bruce, like, he's like, you never used to drink, and now look at you. And he's like, yeah. He's like, I'm celebrating being who I truly am now. I'm I'm not repressed anymore. He's like, I'm enjoying a beer. It's fine. And about that time, these these jerks come walking in the bar. And they're like, hey, who are those assholes sitting in our in our booth? And Bruce just kind of says over his shoulder, he's like, oh, yeah, sorry, you're going to have to find – why don't you go sit at the bar? You know, this booth is taken. And uh, the guy, like, comes over, somehow doesn't recognize how fucking big the Hulk is sitting there. And he's kind of standing over him, and he's like, you know, yeah, I don't think you understand. Maybe we need to teach you a lesson. You're in my seat, this and that. And the Hulk stands up, and the guy's like, huh. and he grabs him by his <laughs> shirt and just lifts him up and gets in his face. And he's like, look, you have two choices right now. You can either pursue this, and I will happily literally rip you into pieces, or you guys can belly up to the bar over there, and your first round of drinks are on me. And the guy's like, okay, yeah. And he goes, good choice. And he sets him down. They go to the bar, and he's like, hey, waitress, uh, drinks on, well, him, because I don't have any money. And he points at his friend. And the and, he, and then he turns to his friend. He goes, see, I didn't lose control. He's like, I did the right thing. He's like, I would have ripped that guy apart, but he made the right choice. See, uh, you know. Yeah. So, and it progresses from there, and there's a whole bunch of stuff that happens along the line. They they run into these people called the Pantheons, and they, he has a whole thing with them. And there's this, this whole storyline that I fucking love because he's smart. He's intelligent. He gets into a – there's a, an episode where he gets into a fight with a juggernaut. And he he handles himself. There's extremely a Hulk well. juggernaut fight. Oh yeah, dude! It's really oh, fucking that, good. That would be entertaining. Yeah. Almost every single comic book character that you can think of at one point has, has fought, fought another comic book character. Yeah. Which you can think of. funny side story? There is a, there's a comic book I have a special edition. It's a Spider Man comic where it's like literally it's like Spider Man, Hulk, um, fucking uh, the Punisher. There's a bunch of people and they're all fighting a bunch of villains. And there's a scene where they had this this big giant brawl. It's fucking cool. And Electro is, like, juicing the Hulk, like, giving him everything he's got. He's just like, ah, and he's got this look on his face, like, you know, I'm fucking him up. And the Hulk just kind of is, like, lumbering towards him as he's zapping him, and he gets close enough, and the Hulk goes, boom, like that, and he, like, flicks him Flicks-a- with this big smile on his face. He goes, like that, and the dude goes flying. <laughs> it's so funny. Like the scene uh, where Hulk destroys Loki and, yeah. and the films like that. I loved that scene so much. <laughs> yeah. The puny god. <laughs> you know what I liked more is also in Thor Ragnarok when when uh, basically he does the same thing to Thor and then you see Loki in the audience says, yes, that's how it feels. Ex- that's how it feels. Yes. yes. That was great. So before we dive into the movie Hulks, um, I just want to say what, what I was saying about this, the comic book Hulk is that I loved that Hulk growing up as a kid. 
That was my favorite one out of all of them. Ultimate favorite Marvel character. Of all, of all time, that particular Hulk. Yeah. Hands down, favorite character, period. I don't care what you say. But they have never done him justice, and I got so fucking disappointed when, and we'll get into the movie Hulks, but the very last Hulk that they had where I'm watching the movie, and then they show him sitting there, and he's got the glasses. I'm like, oh, finally, here we go. This is fucking great. I've been waiting so, like, decades for this. For Professor Hulk? Yes. Yeah. And... He was just a professor. He didn't fucking do anything. He put the glove on and snapped his fingers. That was all he fucking did. That and oh no, he- there, there was one scene where uh, they went back to time and he kind of had to look like the Hulk, so he started going around like, uh, uh, just yeah. things up. And but that was it was more of a comedic aspect. Yeah. But, the, but the thing is, and I'm kind of jumping ahead to to the end. But if, if almost everyone and their mom has seen these fucking movies, so I don't care. Yeah, we're going to be pretty much spread out on these. Yeah. Like I said, this is just a Hulk extravaganza episode, so yeah. it's all over the place. So I'm going to get into this, then we'll get into the movie Hulks, and I definitely want to hear your opinion, Stu, on this stuff, and you too, Ron. But the thing that pissed me off so much, and I've actually seen YouTube videos where people have the same opinion that I do about this, when when the Hulk got tuned up by Thanos the first time around, that really fucking sucked. Yeah. And I was kind of like, what the fuck, man? And the Hulk got... It was it was a joke. He got his ass whipped. I don't honestly. I don't think if they were true to the comics, that would happen because the more you pummel him, the more angrier he gets. Well, the stronger he gets. He's even stronger than Thanos. He's stronger than anything in the universe. I have to bring that up. I know it's. I, I'll let, I'll say something real quick. But when you think about Ang Lee's Hulk and yeah. that version where he grows more and more and more whenever you get him more mad, that yeah, that, that doesn't happen in the no, other it films. doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, no. In the in the comics. He gets stronger and he gets angrier. He doesn't grow in size, but he gets stronger and he gets angrier. Right. And he basically just, the more you, it's kind of a, it's a crazy cycle because the more you pummel him, the more you destroy him, the more indestructible he becomes. That's right. what makes him so fucking unique. Okay. My theory and what I appreciated the fact of the Thanos fight and Hulk's reaction to that, um, one, you're going, you have to remember, based on the mentality we talked about, the the ass whooping yeah. that, that he grew up with taking and seeing his, uh, somebody his, somebody else, you know, taking that he loved right. his mom. Um, so that father type figure. Two, Thanos, every one of his strikes, if you paid attention, were at major points that would shut down blood flow. Yeah, he hit shut, him in the throat at one yeah, point. And yeah. also hit him in carotid arteries, yep. hit him in uh, different spinal points basically a, a most direct way to shut down adrenaline from pumping into a uh, into that person yeah which would then feed hulk it's like that so you shut he shut him down before hulk could get to that point where he couldn't shut him down yeah. and then hulk's reaction of getting his ass beat when he never had gotten his ass beat as the hulk made him retreat inside himself and cower inside himself uh as a reaction to what he grew up with and the, the childhood trauma that. that came psychologically, he yes. went into, Oh, it's, it's my dad and he's beating me mode. Kind exactly. Of a Hulk yeah. wasn't, Hulk wasn't geared up enough to take Thanos' strikes and with Thanos being the ultimate fighter that he was is why he won that. It, that battle. Caught him off guard. Yes. Yeah. And you can see it in his face because when he's, he's grabbing him and then Thanos just like starts to overpower him. Like he's nothing. There's that panic. Like, Oh fuck! This guy's actually as strong as me. Now what do I do? And then that's when he just starts, like you said, doing the strategic strikes and just handles him no problem. Um, but what? Uh, sorry, too much soda. So, what frustrated me to no end though is that I was waiting for that moment where they had that big grandiose battle at the very end of everything. 
that that fucking defining moment. And the, God, they missed an opportunity of a lifetime with this, where the Hulk's doing his thing, Thanos is doing their thing on the battlefield, and then all of a sudden the two of them bump into each other. And they stop and they turn, and it's like, okay, this is the moment. This is the moment where I, you're not dealing with some dumbass. You're dealing with someone that actually has intention and thought. I know how to fight. I'm a tactician, and now you're fucked because I'm going to fuck you up. That would have been, and then to have like the whole battlefield just kind of recognize that that's about to happen, and everything just fuck like in um, like in Troy when they thought that um, Brad Pitt's character was about to fight the uh, the print uh, the other guy Hector Hector, and like they kind of the battle kind of stopped a little bit, and they made a circle because they're like, oh shit, I got to see this. They could have done something just like that and had a battle of a lifetime between Thanos and the Hulk. But instead, they I don't they It was just, a Thor Iron Man Captain America type of thing towards then, Thanos. Yeah, and then they had the whole like the whole woman quadruple of of like superheroes and they had their little moment. But Hulk never got his redeeming moment. He never got that moment to be like, Okay, motherfucker, I've got all my wits about me and I know I know what you're about now. I I'm not you're not gonna catch me off guard this time. Let's do this. Right, and they never did it. But the reason that they had to artificially cripple Hulk to prevent him from doing that, just winning, winning the battle one handed or uh, for just a drama storyline at all. Yeah. Uh, so they crippled him by making his hand crippled after the, the, the snap. Um, so he yeah, ruined by the infinity glove. Yeah. His whole so, arm is all burned ex- up. Exactly. Yeah. So he was no, he was still a threat, a big threat, but it basically even the playing field again, where, Yes, you have a smart Hulk, but you have smart Hulk with a handicap. Now. But you know what? Yeah. There is something that you got to think is that he was the only one that was able to do the Infinity Stone snap. Yeah, he's the only he one, was, that, was only one that was strong enough to, enough to do that. Exactly. So that showed a little bit of something. And it's still, yeah. it's still wrecked. I mean, I know it's not his, like, you know, Hulk, you know, his, yeah. his you know, smashing everything and killing I just, everything. But I just wish I could have seen that fight. Well, I, here, know, here's a good question for you. Out of all the movies, where do you feel like Hulk is had his scene had his you know you know really you, you know what i mean so okay so if we want to go into the the different movie hulks i would say um personally i think the 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 movie that really makes hulk shine the most would probably be the first avengers movie because okay. dude he just he fucking dominates dude and nothing stops him i think like i almost like I almost came to tears. I'm not even kidding. Like when I was in theaters and I saw the Avengers movie and that scene where that huge fucking worm is coming at them and he says, you know, well, my secret is I'm always angry. He turns and fucking stops that gigantic. It's the size of a skyscraper. He fucking stops it and destroys it. I think that was the most crowd-pleasing moment in the film in the theaters for everybody when they saw that scene. (sighs) That was like, that was my euphoric Hulk moment, the one moment that at least I did get. Where I was like, fuck yes, dude. Like, I actually said that in the theaters. <laughs> My wife was like, calm down. I was like, fuck yeah. Like, I was cheering and yelling because he, they finally kind of did him justice. He fucking shined and he just starts fucking destroying stuff. Even the part where him and, him and, uh, Thor are working together and then they finally cut, they kind of both kind of come to a standstill. He just goes, and just punches the whole, the uh, yeah. punches Thor. That <laughs> part made me laugh. That well, was what makes me great. laugh is because right now what you're reminding me is of how I got excited. I know this is completely off subject of the Darth Vader scene in Rogue One. Yes, because I, like I that. did the yeah. exact same thing. I stood up in the theater, was like, "Fuck yeah, yeah, dude!" So I could feel you did that when you saw Hulk, you know, you smashing get, that. You get to someone stretch, like actually stretch their legs and show their stuff, like yeah. really show it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, dude. So that that was amazing. And then, Thor, so Thor Ragnarok was more. 
the Hulk was cool in that, but it was more com- comedy. Like, that movie was hilarious. Yes. Yeah, so the Ragnarok one was actually their way of incorporating the Planet Hulk storyline because Universal... Yeah. I remember you telling me that. ...still owned, owns, to this day, the rights for any standalone Hulk movie. Um, so they cannot make a standalone Hulk movie. That's why Marvel hasn't done a, a movie with just centering on Hulk. So they figure out a way, well, if we make it a Thor movie, then we can tell this storyline and get around those rights. And that's their way of shoehorning and, and backdooring the uh, a, a classic piece of comic literature into the Marvel Universe. Wasn't that your favorite, like, out of all the Hulk storylines in yeah, the first abs- place, the Planet Hulk? Uh, I, I'm going to say it's up there. I'm, I've always enjoyed Hulk. He hasn't been the character that i've most connected to wolverine has been yeah. my character um and i love the fact that wolverine was actually first introduced in a hulk comic uh two hulk comics uh 180 and 181 i believe it is yeah. um and they've had so many great battles over the years and then just being a comic book fan hulk has always been in the periphery so you still learn stuff about him and stuff like going on because all these stories are interconnected and woven into each other and the big overarching uh, universe of marvel so i've always been a huge fan of that character and what they've done with him even though he hasn't been my primary focus yeah th- that's one thing i want to bring up it's off the whole subject everybody's favorite <clears throat> marvel character of all time yours is hulk i've, I've always known that yeah. knowing you and i know yours is wolverine and mine's is gambit i've always loved gambit i liked him from the the animated series of x-men and i've always liked his character the cage and the you know um being able to make everything explode i, I liked his character so funny funny enough about gambit too uh, side story this is something i learned watching that video is that so the very 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 brief loose story of planet hulk is that he goes to this planet um he ends up becoming um a gladiator and uh eventually end up overthrowing that government he takes over the planet becomes like the leader everything's great and then the ship that he originally got sent there on for whatever reason he thinks it's because of the avengers later on you find out plot twist it's not but the ship explodes like nuclear style and fucking wipes out everything on the planet kills everything he loves kills his kingdom kills everyone there kills his wife everybody and he actually has two kids yeah, with, he had two kids uh, with, with this wife. I didn't know any of this. Yeah, dude. So <laughs> he's like, and he know, and he thinks it's because of the ship that he was, because the ship exploded, right? And he thinks, okay, well, you know, these motherfuckers, they send me, they send me away, they take away everything from me, and I, I from nothing, I build up my own kingdom. I've got a wife, and then here we are again. They take everything away from me. I'm gonna fucking bring it to him. That's where World War Hulk comes out because Hulk has got a small band of warriors that are like his right-hand dudes, and him and them show up. The Warbound, I believe Yes, the Warbound. They show up to fucking Earth, and they start fucking bringing it to him. And, um, Korg and Meek from yes. Ragnarok were part of his Warbound. Really? Yeah. So was Thor, was uh, was he actually a real character in the comics? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. So, so what they did is they, they took little tidbits here and there from the comics and put it into the MCU sprinkle, universe. Yeah, they yes. sprinkle it into the But it's the not like the full, complete story. They just took pieces of it, It's basically. impossible for them to tell the full, complete story in, in just one movie or two movies because these are overarching... Do you feel that they've done it justice, though? ...year, two-year-long stories uh, through the uh, Marvel. It's the best justice they can do right. without hyper-focusing on just that small story, which 
isn't what the MCU does. Well, is, isn't there like a rumor that they are planning on trying to do a whole Planet Hulk thing? Like they're they trying would, to make his own? They would like to, but once again, they have to work out that deal with Universal to have. Well, it would be the same the thing like Spider-Man. I mean, Spider-Man is owned by Sony, right? Yeah, they, they, but they've worked out that deal with Sony. They don't have that deal with Universal. Huh. Universal. See, that's because, so, because of all this red, red tape bullshit, that's why the Hulk's been getting fucked over time and time again with the movies that yes, they've made. Yeah. And that's all stems from when the comic bubble burst and Marvel almost went bankrupt and they had to sell off of the, the film and uh, TV rights to almost all their characters. Yeah. Uh, Iron Man was a very minor character. Nobody really wanted Iron Man. So that's why uh, Marvel retained those rights because nobody wanted those rights. Guardians of the Galaxy, nobody wanted those rights. And now they're like uh, monsters. Exactly. They're like huge. And so they were, Marvel was forced to focus and make these films on characters that weren't super popular at the time. And that's why the leftover. Right. And they, uh, so when he comes to the the planet and starts waging war, basically what he does, he starts defeating every single superhero one by one and basically captures them and then forces them to fight each other in an arena until finally, basically what um, I forget the guy's name, Sention, I think his name is, but he's like, he's like the Superman of Marvel, Centurion. Centurion. He's like the Superman of Marvel. He finally steps up. People have been begging him to get involved, and he's like, I don't really give a shit. I don't care either way. And uh, he finally steps up and goes, okay, enough's enough. And he battles the Hulk, and it's it's fucking legendary. Um, turns, don't, don't, they ha- I'm, I, don't they actually have a comic of Superman versus Hulk somewhere? No, it's been discussed many times, but it would be... Nice. I've seen YouTube videos or something like that. don't remember. I know there was on and off crossover between the Marvel and the DC really? universe. Yeah. And they, they basically... So they, they stated that Superman would lose in a fight against the Hulk simply, really? because, simply because the Hulk's strength and power has is, is an endless well. The Superman, as as incredibly powerful as he is, there is a finite borderline of where he can go with that power. There's a there is a there's a stopping point of how strong or powerful he is. With the Hulk, it's endless. What is the his way, weakness then? The Hulk, the way that Centurion ended up taking him down was because I want to say the Centurion is able to he's able to like manipulate or absorb or something with gamma rays. So he was able to essentially take sort of um, take Hulk's power from him. What ends up happening is they both battle each other because they're both... The World War Hulk is probably the most powerful Hulk in the storyline period, and he is unfucking stoppable I mean, any Marvel hero, you name it, they try to stop him, and he fucking handles them like they're nothing. Yeah. Centurion comes along, and he's the one and only being on that planet that he, that, that is about level, neck and neck with him. And they literally just battle each other until they're both worn out. Well, the problem is when the Hulk finally gets worn out, he reduces back down to Bruce Banner. And then as soon as he does, they um, did something to, like, put him to sleep. And that was how they were able to – that was how they were able to do that. Um, which there's, there's a character called Absorbing Man, mm-hmm. which can absorb uh, radiation, absorb light beams and stuff like that. Kind of like a rogue character? Sort of, um, but it's more – it's not res- absorbing your powers. It's absorbing the – the energies gotcha. that's being put out. Oh, that, isn't that guy's name like Darwin or something like that? His ability is to no, survive. Darwin's a, a different one. Yeah, that's yeah. somebody who is able to constantly evolve into whatever he needs to at the yeah, time. Right. Absorbing Man is a regular on-again, off-again adversary of Hulk because he can continuously absorb the gamma radiation that 
triggered Hulk's powers from Hulk. There's one fight they had where it left Hulk looking at totally emancipated, um, just sickly, but still in Hulk form, but just like a, almost like a walking skeleton. Yeah. Because he absorbed everything out of him. Um, and uh, the other big weakness of Hulk is so Gamma gave him the powers. There's an ongoing uh, thing that they're now really starting to introduce heavily on cosmic radiation, uh, which is what gave Fantastic Four their powers. Um, helps feed uh, a lot of other a lot of other Marvel superheroes, um, and it's basically the anti anti antithesis. I believe is the word yeah. of gamma radiation. Mm-hmm. So it could basically poison Hulk. You can poison Hulk with cosmic radiation. Oh wow! And I was going to say a uh, side note too. When when World War Hulk happens, he's 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 not Doc Hulk, but he's intelligent. Like he he can talk and he can you know he's he's a very formidable um, opponent. And he fights Wolverine. And this is how smart he is. In the past, Wolverine and him would go rounds, but in this particular fight with Wolverine, he quickly realizes, he goes, okay, your adamantium is, is, not, is undestructible. He said, but your brain isn't. So all I need to do is bounce your brain around inside the adamantium skull of yours, and that's how I defeat you. And he quickly gets, gets Wolverine on the ground and just fucking pummels his head against the ground with his fist until his brain is basically mush. Like wow. that's how smart he is. He quickly goes... Uh, he figures out what people's weaknesses are, like, almost instantly. He's like, okay, cool. And then he, he just fucking destroys you. Like, it, it's, it's, it's nuts. Anyway, so, the, okay, so the first Hulk uh, movie with Ang Lee, uh, Ang Lee's version. I saw that when I was young, so I thought it was amazing. Saw it in the theaters. Yeah, yes, but I, I will say this. The acting in that movie sucked balls. I couldn't stand the acting from anybody, and that even includes... Um, Eric Bana? No, who was the uh, who played his father? Nick Nolte. Nick yeah. Nolte. Yeah. So Nick, really even even Nick, even Nick Nolte's character, like the acting, wasn't that good. Like the acting was fucking terrible in that movie, in my opinion. I did not like it at all. But the the whole like comic book that was cool. Thing, yes. That was very that was very artistic. That was above it. Because I don't think anyone other comic books done that. No, movie. and it was ahead of its time, and it was very unique and very fucking cool. I loved that, and also the scenes where he actually turned into the Hulk. Ignoring the whole growing bigger as he gets angrier, that part's fucking dumb. But other than that, I, f- I loved those scenes. Like when so, he goes, so he that's takes not it to the- in the comics of him getting bigger. No, he doesn't. No, there no. are some. Com- Does he get bigger? Yes, yes. It it's a weird uh, infinite mass ability that he has. Uh, just like any comic character, the longer they run, the more powerful and weirder powers they develop. And that is one of the ones where he would do it like the world breaker Hulk. Okay. Um, you know, and the reason he's able to break worlds, literally destroy entire planets is because of the infinite mass ability that he has. Yeah. He gets really angry because real quick, not, not to jump around too much, but in world breaker Hulk and and world war Hulk, he finally finds out that, um, what was the little insect dude's name? That was his friend. Meek. Meek. He finds out that Meek Mm-hmm. Is the is the one that set that made that uh, spaceship blow up? He finds out that Meek, one of his friends, is the one that did it. It had nothing to do with the Avengers. And the reason why Meek did that is because Meek, his his logic was, you're built for destruction and you're built for war. So when that time of peace came, Meek didn't was like, well, that doesn't know. He he needs to be in constant in constant fight and in fight mode. So he set he set the ship to detonate. So when, when he finds that out, he 
flips the fuck out. And he gets so angry at one point, he stomps on the ground and causes an earthquake that shakes the entire eastern seaboard of the United States with one stomp. Wow. That's how fucking powerful he was. But anyways, so the... the, uh, the Edward Norton? No, no, no. I'm, I'm still talking about Ang Lee. So those, oh. those scenes where like he takes it to the military and shit like that, those were really fucking cool. I enjoyed those a yes. lot. Those scenes were great. And could he jump? Yes, yeah. that was the other thing that was really cool because that's true to the comics. He could leap like miles and miles at a time. Yeah. And it shows him doing that at one point. And that's one of the coolest parts of the movie, in my opinion. Like when they, they have like the music playing and it shows him fucking leaping and like leaping. And it's just, oh God, it's so fucking cool. So Even more powerful in the longer leaps each yeah. time and just building up, ramping that. Because Hulk can't fly. So, but his pure strength. He can do these long can, jumps. Yeah. Exactly. Just like Superman uh, uh, originally couldn't fly. He just could jump really fucking high. Uh, you know, they, uh, you know, leap tall buildings. And then he's able to use uh, Earth's gravity to make himself yeah, fly, basically. Eventually, that yeah. became uh, uh, one of his superpowers. So, with, with Edward Norton's version, I the acting was better. Yeah. I liked the acting in that one. I liked Edward Norton, I, and Yeah, and that's the tragic thing, is to be honest with you, like, Mark Ruffalo did a decent job. I will give it to him, but... I just for continuity, I wish so badly that it had worked out to where Edward Norton could have could have stuck around, but it it, it didn't work. Well, out. he had issues with the director to the yeah. point where there was actually supposed to be a longer cut. A lot of his scenes were cut, and he wasn't happy with how it went, so he kind of just signed off on doing any more. Yeah, he wasn't happy with how the uh, final product came out. And I watched the Hulk scenes; they were they were they were pretty good. With the uh, the Abomination and all that was not bad. I yeah. liked it. Was but Abomination I, actually a, a character? In oh, the yeah, comics? absolutely. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. He is one of the big bad. He, he the, was a the leader, Abomination, um, Red Hulk. Uh, these are primary villains okay. of which. Fun fun fact: I want to say, isn't Red Hulk um, Thunderbolt Ross? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't even know who that is. Betty's Betty's, Betty's that. father, who goes really? after the Hulk yes. and fucking hates the Hulk. He becomes he he finds I don't I haven't read the comics, but from what I've I've heard and stuff and I've seen, he becomes the Red Hulk. And there's a whole bunch of Hulks. Well, he, he's yeah. the same character that's also in the Avengers, right? Isn't yes. that the exact same character, yes. the general, the one that's really against the Avengers, you know, where they shouldn't have their rights to do what they want? Thunderbolt or... Ross, yeah, he's yeah. a real dick. Okay, yeah. But yeah, so you were saying about... Um... So there's a lot of different Hulks in the, the comic world. You got the whole Red Hulk family, you got a Red Hulk, a Red She-Hulk, um, the Gamma Squads. Um, Who's She-Hulk? Uh, She-Hulk is Banner's cousin. She gets a, a blood transfusion from him because she needs it for some operation or something and ends up getting his abilities through that. Oh, so it's just but family. She, but yeah. she's able to maintain her intelligence level, and she's actually a, a practicing lawyer in the in the Marvel Universe. Really? Yeah, as She-Hulk. Um, <laughs> I, I, know, I know they're planning on making a She-Hulk movie, yeah, actually. Uh, I don't think it's a movie. I think it's a series they're going to be Was it a doing. series? Yeah, on Disney+. Plus. Oh, okay. Um, so it's... Uh, She-Hulk has always been... She's strong, sure, stuff like that, but she's not ridiculously strong. There's actually one comic group where uh, Banner and Slash Hulk realize that the gamma radiation that's going to be uh, gamma mutations is what they call them um, is going to end up just killing everybody yeah. in the long term. So he just goes on a, on a spree and take either kills or takes away the gamma mutates from red Hulk from everybody. The only mutate he leaves is she Hulk because that gamma radiation actually wasn't doing her any harm in her personal life she was yeah. able to maintain and to still be a functional member of society yeah so I, I would say that um the hulk the edward norton hulk the acting was a lot better 
the the Hulk was the, the scenes with the Hulk were pretty cool. I liked him. Yeah. Uh, his fight with Abomination was cool. The Abomination character was really cool. I like how he kicks him on the side at the end. I like yeah. how Ed Norton. You can tell he was a fan of the Hulk. I'm curious if he had more creative control that he wanted the no. way Ryan Reynolds did uh, with Deadpool. What the result of that would have been like? Right. Yeah. Um, because he saw somebody who absolutely loves the character succeed with that character with Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool. I just wish that the director had not, yeah, gotten in the way and let kind of Edward Norton have a little bit more because I'm guessing Edward Norton, if they're, they're tightening the ring so tight on him, he's like, cool. So this is going to be like a, however many more movie deals. And if I'm going to be getting fucking stifled like this, every movie, then fuck this. I'm not doing this. Well, the director is more of a director for hire because he's done movies like the transporter and he's done movies like clash of the Titans. And yeah, but he know. wasn't involved with Avengers and all those. Though, no, no, yeah, yeah. no. So, so yeah. So it, I think if Edward Norton had just maybe hung in there and just waited until like the Avengers and that, it might've been better. I don't know, man, it, it sucks, but that that he because again yeah he was a big fan as it turns out of of that story and he did a very good job as Bruce Banner in portraying that like haunted you know depressed like my life is just it's just constant there's never any con there's never like a moment of like peace really f- for him and you you get that off of his character see yeah. I disagree I think he didn't do Banner justice I uh, Banner is supposed to be this more mild. Um, Quirky doesn't really want any sort of confrontation. Uh, doesn't doesn't want to have to deal with any of that stuff. Um, the comics, he's like five nine, small little guy, um, just very very small uh, of stature. D- does not want to get in anybody's face. Anybody get into his face. He hates confrontation. I felt Norton portrayed it more as an angry teen type portrayal of banner and yeah. i did not appreciate that that's why i appreciated mark ruffalo's version better well i would say that with with the only reason why i think edward norton did it the way he did it was because it was sort of like it was very loosely based off of shortly after the ang lee's version is what they were trying to do yeah. um and edward norton you know he's he's in central america he's trying to have a low profile but you it shows at the very beginning of the movie like He's learning like breathing techniques. He's learning jujitsu. He's learning different things that will help him. He's also trying to find a cure. He yeah, will, he and he's to trying to find a cure. Like so, Mr. like, Blue? I think that with with that that portion of of his life as Bruce Banner, he he is kind of fed up now. He is a little bit more aggressive because he's already been dealing with this for a while, and now he's trying to find ways to sort of reinvent himself in a sense to try and keep the Hulk under control, which is kind of interesting because in the very end of the movie, he realizes he finds a way to do that by basically embracing it, which was such a fucking cool revelation. And again, they he didn't show up in the Avengers. But rolling into the Avengers, again, um, like I said, Mark Ruffalo did do a good job. That whole conversation that he has with... There's a couple of scenes where he's Bruce Banner and he's talking about how he tried to figure out a way to get rid of the Hulk to include even committing suicide. That whole di- dialogue was fucking awesome. No, that was. That that was yeah. a great scene yes. where he tried to bite a bullet yes. and it just and yeah, the green guy like, spit and it the out. other guy spit it out. And then he has that he has that initial conversation with uh, Scarlet uh, well, not with Scarlet um Black Widow. Black Widow. And the cool thing about that whole thing is that Black Widow is one of those tough chicks that's not fucking afraid of anything. And the Hulk was the one thing that she was terrified of. Which is funny because in the second, in uh, Age of Ultron, they kind of fell in love. Yeah, they do kind of fall in love. Did, yeah. did that happen in the comics by any chance? 
No. So that, was that more of an remember. MCU no, thing? That was an MCU thing. Okay, I, I was curious. So, basically, gave him, they gave them both a artificial love interest. Yeah, because right. in the Avengers, they didn't even bring up Betty at all. No. Yeah. No. They in the Avengers, they didn't. But yeah. they uh, so. Age of Ultron, he was he was pretty good in Age of Ultron. Um, you know, kind of the same as the Avengers. I feel like he had a much smaller role in Age of Ultron versus the Avengers, the first one though, as far as Hulk scenes go. Um, and then you had Ragnarok, which again, I loved. I didn't like the. I mean, there were a few things that he said as the Hulk that were funny, but him being like. Was kind of I didn't I wasn't a big fan of that, but like a big ten year old. But there was a couple of scenes like the the smoldering fire thing we had at the beginning of the thing that was funny, and then there's that scene where he's going to go after the giant mountain god thing, and Thor's like Hulk no, and he goes but big red monster. And he like <laughs> thought that was great. Yeah. I thought they actually did well because yeah maybe but he had grown for the past few years you know as this creature so intelligence wise he had gone from dumb hulk to uh, you know at least being able to function and and form sentences so but which will be follow the same growth pattern of a regular human yeah you know just a few years of experience they're not going to you know have sit down have a dissertation with you no they're like i want to go kill that (laughs) and i thought they did well representing the fact that he's been stuck in the hulk form for however many years they said equivalently now i i didn't want to talk about this but i you know what i'm just gonna bring it up because i want to ask you guys you both did you guys when you were a kid did you watch the television series i seen multiple episodes not the whole thing yeah no when i was a kid i think i saw a couple of episodes but i never actually sat and watched it incredibly cheesy but it wasn't bad for yeah, that time. and I love. By the way, sh- shout out, amazing. shout out yeah. to Lou, the, the cameo with yes. Lou Ferrigno. Oh yeah, with, and, and, oh and god, Hulk with yeah, the walking the, out. Yeah, he's, he's the big he, cop. He, and, he comes in. He's a security guard for the building, and uh, Stanley's right Edward, next to him. Edward Norton's like, hey, um, he's like, hey, I really got to get upstairs. You know, can you just give me give me a pass? I'll give you one of these medium pizzas. And he like looks at me, hands him the pizza, and he's like, he stands up. <laughs> Edward Norton like goes, oh shit, like kind of looks at him because. Uh, that was one of the things about Lou Ferrigno, um, like in um, Generation Iron, when he goes up against Arnold. The one reason why he was such a formidable a- uh, opponent to to Arnold on stage is because Lou Ferrigno is like six foot five, six foot seven. He's fucking huge. Well, you remember he was and also he's big. You know, you remember his cameo in Ang Lee's too, because he's out there walking with Stan Lee. Yeah, two security officers walking out. I, yeah, I, I believe it. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's I so so. Believe cool. that Lou Ferrigno also is a really smart motherfucker. Yeah, he's, he's deaf, actually, but he's super smart. So everyone thinks multiple he's, degrees and yeah. everything. Everyone thinks he's dumb because of how he sounds when he talks. He's actually a very intelligent man. Yeah. So I would love to meet him. Anyway, so um, you have let's see Ragnarok, and then you have the first the first uh, Endgame Infinity en- War en- Infinity Wars, where you know he has his fight with Thanos, kind of gets handled, and then you don't really see doesn't him want anymore. to come out basically. Yeah. And then there was the last movie, which again, as I said, I was disappointed. I really do wish that they would have arranged something where maybe he fights Thanos and he doesn't like save the day like usual, so it's not so um, predictable. But at least like really brought it to Thanos and really fucking injured him. And because he hurt him so bad, it made it easier for them to get the glove from him or something. I don't know. Yeah. But so I kind of had my opinion about that too. But I'm hoping that in the future they do. They had to limit everybody because. Captain Marvel, um, based on her comic storyline, realistically, she could have beat the shit out of Thanos at any time. Um, her, yeah. her character is that powerful. 
Um, they didn't really use her that way, though. Exa- because she is it been too, too overpowered. It would have been yeah. too easy. They had to create dramatic stakes and, you know, don't know. And they also still wanted to give everybody that had come before their nod and, you know, a yeah. little moment in the sun. Right. So that's why they couldn't have too many big fights because then it wouldn't have time for everybody else. Yeah, because the movie is already long as shit even without that. So. Question, uh, Age of Ultron, the Hulkbuster suit, was that actually in the comics? Yes, 100%, yes, 100%. yes. Um, that was, and I forgot to, I, a quick nod to that, because I completely forgot about that. Thank you. The one part about Age of Ultron that I did enjoy was that fight between the Hulk and and the Hulkbuster. That was a great fucking scene. My favorite scene is as when he's punching him like constantly. Yeah. And all of a sudden he just spits out a tooth and smiles. Yeah, he spits a tooth out and smiles at him like, all right, this is the... And, <laughs> and the dude in the suit's like, oh, God, <laughs> this is not going to go well. So, uh, yeah, that was that was really good. Yeah, too. Tony Stark developed suits to actually fight every Avenger. There's, yeah. there's a, a, a blank buster suit. For every single event, there's no way he could fight Thor. I mean, seriously, no, no, he has Thor Buster suits. He has Thor Buster suits. Really? Yes. Just like Batman has a plan how to take out every hero slash villain. In the, Iron Man is kind of like the, the Batman DC. of yeah. Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. Iron Man has the same thing. He's yeah. prepped for worst case scenarios, which they kind of allude to him building, wanting to build a shield, you know, around stuff. He's th- he's always thinking, all right, how do I protect? How do I protect? How do I protect? And by doing that is the suits. All right, guys. So last question of the um, this podcast is uh, what is your number one favorite Hulk from all the movies? Like what what would you what Are we character about just actor wise or the different progressions? Because like Mike Ruffalo is the only one who has multiple movies and he portrays different versions. I say Hulk. let's do this. Let's do actor and then do the actual like Hulk. That works for me. Okay. All right. So. so how about you, Stu? I'm going to go with Mark Ruffalo. Just I felt he did the best justice to both the Banner creature, or the Banner personality, um, being mild, kind of afraid, and care. And you can see he he's had trauma, yeah, on him, and he, and he carries it well. And I feel you do have a point on that that he does a great job. Also, with the CGI and everything, portraying the Hulk. Yeah, I know. I, I remember that people always had issues with the CGI Hulks in the past and how they haven't got it right. And finally, the Avengers, they got it right. So, yes. um, And I think my favorite Hulk would be the the Ragnarok uh, version of, of Hulk, where he's no longer a dumb idiot, but he's also not Bruce Banner. He's his own individual person. And even though he's not super smart yet, but he, he is his own person. So I think that Ragnarok version of Hulk was my favorite on the films. How about you, Lenny? So actor-wise, um, I don't really – I'm not a big fan of him as a person, but I got to give it – I got I to gotta say probably Mark Ruffalo. But I will say this. Edward Norton is a very, very close second. I'm almost, I'm almost like – like choose both of them in my right. opinion. I like them both very, very much. Um, Hulk wise, God, it's hard, man. Because I figured you'd go for the Avengers, the first one. I mean, yeah, that seems well, because like I would say I would say the Avengers because that's the one where he really like they really did the Hulk justice. You know, um, I would say it would be it would be a close between that and the first Hulk because again, the Ang Lee movie with the acting and that was terrible, but the scenes where he turned into the Hulk. Um, not so much the scene where he fought the dogs, kind of. Yeah. But when he fought like the the tank and, and the, all that shit, that was that was one of my top favorite scenes. Okay. So I'd say that would probably be a close second to the first Avengers Hulk. If I had to uh, pick, um, I like Edward Norton. 
better. I like I like Mark Ruffalo, but when it comes to the Bruce Banner, I like Edward Norton's portrayal of him. And I, like I said, I'm not a big Hulk guy, but if I were to pick one, that's the one I would pick. I I, I like his acting in that one. I like his character. I think he, how he's just a scrawny guy, and then he turns into it. It just works out for me. Um, but I do agree with you on the you know you can tell how Mark Ruffalo is like a troubled past. So that right there, you, you proved a point there. Um, but if I had to go to a movie Hulk, I'd probably go with the first Avengers. Actually, that one, yeah. I'd, it's it seems like that one was the most enjoy enjoyable sequence to watch in the theaters. Just seeing, wow, that is just just seeing him, just especially punch that damn um, flying lizard thing. Worm that, lizard. Yeah, I, that I would was say an amazing scene when he when like because you watch because the Avengers is a long movie, but you watch it and like. You're like, come on, come on. Like, everyone's waiting for the Hulk to come. And then right. finally, when he does show up, it's like brief. He kind of tears apart the plane. That There was that scene. But then when he shows up in in uh, in the middle of, was it Manhattan or wherever they were in New York, it they it was it was worth the wait. I'll I forgot that. about that scene where he's on the jet. That, that yeah. scene is pretty – see, that's another one. And that's why I think the Avengers is, is his best portrayal. Yeah. And I agree with you also. Thor Ragnarok is a great – I think that's more comedic. But, yeah. You know, definitely I, I really like the whole Gladiator Hulk thing. I thought that was a cool sequence. But uh, anyways, guys, that's our episode. I think it went pretty well. So we will yeah. uh, see you guys later for the next Small Batch. Hell Have yeah. a good one. Hope you guys liked it. Hey guys, thanks for listening to our podcast, Barrel Age Flicks. We are so excited for the upcoming episodes headed your way and bonus episodes of The Small Batch. If you love our show, please spread the word. You can give us a follow on Instagram. Our username is Barrel Flicks. We're also on Facebook as Barrel Aged Flicks. Send a like our way. If you have any questions or movie requests, you can send us a message or an email at barrelagedflicks at gmail.com. Credit to White Bat Audio located on youtube for our background music thank you guys so much it's a big help you can also find our podcast on the following platforms apple podcast google podcast anchor spotify radio public audible pocket cast and we're also on youtube we hope to see you guys next week thanks so much for listening